Welcome to Study the Word Podcast with your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Together we will discover wisdom that leads to salvation and spiritual growth. Here with today's Bible teaching is your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Well, thank you so much, Randy, and again, welcome to Study the Word Podcast. And if you have your Bibles today with you, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We are in a series, and this would be part four of the series, entitled The Visible Church in the Last Days. Now, this series to me is just one of the most uh, important series that I have personally taught uh, because we are living in the last days, and there is so much to take in when it comes to the warnings that were given to us by Jesus Christ himself, the apostles, those who wrote in the New Testament, as God uh, used these men of God, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And again, the words that were placed upon the parchment, the words that were spoken and taught to others, uh, were not their own, but they came directly from God. And God warns us that in the last days, the visible church and what takes place with the visible church is going to be a time of uh, great... um, just battle. There's going to be times where there are going to be people who claim to be what they're not. Um, There is going to be a lot of um, difficulties and struggles and trials, and uh, it is going to be a time of um, really having to use good, solid biblical discernment, having to realize what is true versus what is not true. And um, they will come, many of them will come, in sheep's clothing, but uh, truly they're ravenous wolves. They want to destroy the body of Christ. They will have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Jesus says that we'll know them by their fruit, but we're also taught that we will know them by their teaching and what they teach. And uh, as we had mentioned last podcast when we got together The challenge is going to be for us is to really be prepared and to understand that this is not a joke. Uh, This is not something that we just should just, you know, kind of um, really with no concern dive into. We have to be aware that in the last days, it is going to be very difficult. It is going to be very challenging. And I don't know about you, but uh, I have found, especially, and, and I'm not, I, I don't want to negate the usefulness of places like Facebook, TikTok, um, and other social media platforms that could be used truly in a great and a mighty way uh, for the kingdom of God. But unfortunately, but true, these along with many others on Twitter, uh, whether it be uh, YouTube, Uh, whether it be, you know, sometimes on Christian radio and television. Um, Many books that are being written today. There's so many Christian books and authors out there today. Unfortunately, but true, the majority of them are not biblically sound. They are not proclaiming sound doctrine. They are giving what the itchy ears want to hear. And that becomes even more challenging because we begin to realize that these are not true men and women of God. So our challenge is going to be um, that when we're dealing with people within the visible church, 
we're going to have to know what they believe and why they believe it, exactly what they are teaching. Because, again, in these last days, there are many people teaching many things that are just not true. And that's exactly what Paul is dealing with here in the letter to the Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he's dealing with those who claim to be apostles, that claim to have the same apostolic authority that Paul himself has. And um, what we're going to do together is we're going to look at this and try to kind of come up with and really see what Paul is dealing with when it comes to these individuals that we're going to find out are not true apostles, but they're nothing but false apostles. Let me read to you, if I can, starting with 2 Corinthians chapter 11. I wish that you would bear with me a little foolishness, but indeed you are bearing with me. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. Let's stop there for just a moment. I really believe here as we look at this that Paul, he wants them to understand how important this whole issue, this topic that he's going to deal with is to him. Because he realizes as a true apostle of Jesus Christ, it is not about Paul, but it is all about Jesus Christ. And and that's something that stands out to me today, and we'll see it in other passages of Scripture as we study together. But you'll begin to realize that one of the signs of those who were false teachers They want to draw other people, or draw people, period, in the church to themselves. They're not pointing people to Christ, but they're pointing people to themselves. And Paul, when he talks about the jealousy here for them, a godly jealousy, he's talking about this deep commitment. He's bubbling over. Um, He's burning inside with zeal because he is concerned about them. Because he realized that he betrothed, he brought them to one husband. Now, we're spiritually speaking here. He betrothed them to Christ. He united them with to Christ. He is the one who presented the gospel. He is the one who has been teaching them. Um, he has been pointing to Christ his whole entire ministry. And Christianity is about Christ. If you remove Christ... There is no Christianity. And I think that's the challenge that we must understand as believers, that our devotion, our betrothal, is to one husband. We are the bride, the body of Christ. We're the bride. He is the groom. We are to be united or betrothed to one husband, not to two, not to three, but to one, and that one that we're betrothed to, the one that we are devoted to, is to Jesus Christ himself. Matter of fact, the language he uses here, he talks about presenting them as a pure virgin. In other words, they're faithful, they're committed, uh, they're saved for one husband, they have one love. Uh, We know that Scripture tells us that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, and our strength. We are to be committed to Jesus Christ. He is the one that we should be madly in love with. It's not to an individual, a particular Bible teacher or a pastor or evangelist or a Christian writer or a 
particular speaker, whatever the case may be, but it is to Jesus Christ himself. Uh, It's not about a denomination. Uh, It's not about a particular church group or a group of people. It is all about Jesus. Matter of fact, I am committed and convinced by Scripture that true shepherds, uh, the goal of a true shepherd, uh, the heart of a true shepherd, is to not point people to himself, but to the true shepherd, to Jesus. That's the aim, that's the goal. And to realize it is all about Jesus. Matter of fact, there's passages of Scripture that I, I want to share with you for just a moment to help you better understand this. First of all, I, I always think of 1 Peter chapter 5. And 1 Peter chapter 5 is really about the elders of the church, the spiritual leaders of the body of Christ. And here's what Peter writes as he writes to these elders. Listen very carefully to 1 Peter chapter 5, starting with verse 1. Therefore I exhort the elders among you, as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ, and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you. See, that's, that's the priority. Um, the congregation or the people that God has placed in your life. If you're a pastor listening to this podcast, it's not about shepherding people all over the world. It's not about shepherding people uh, that you've maybe never really met before, but it's about shepherding the people that God has placed before you. Now, I have said this before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. This podcast, as a Bible teacher, my goal, my desire is to equip you for the work of service. Um, But I want to remind you of the importance of your own local church. Um, That is why I don't take the time and spend the time to try to get people uh, to focus on this podcast in the sense that I am the one who will always feed you. Now, for some, they may not have a local church. Maybe some of you are out there who are listening. Maybe you don't have somewhere to turn, or maybe where you have been, you have not been fed properly. And so I'm humbled and I'm grateful and honored um, that you're listening to this podcast, that I can uh, be of some assistance by opening God's Word and teach you. But the truth of the matter is, when it comes to the local body of Christ, the shepherds, the elders of the church, really should be shepherding the flock of God among them. Um, They need to make it a priority to feed the sheep, to water the sheep, to care for the sheep, to protect the sheep. Uh, And the list goes on. I mean, there's a lot of things we could talk about shepherding when it comes to to the flock of God. But hopefully you'll understand what, what I'm trying to get. A true shepherd realizes that the flock that they have is the flock of God. It's a flock, it's the sheep that belong to the shepherd, and Christ is the shepherd. So whenever you're shepherding the flock of God, your accountability is with Jesus Christ. You are pointing them to the true shepherd. You are desiring and longing for them to be in love, for them to be in obedience, to listen, to follow the true shepherd. 
Now, don't get me wrong, we should be in examples, as I'll mention here in just a moment, but it goes on to say exercising oversight, not under compulsion. Now, again, I, I don't have the time here in this podcast to break this all down, but the bottom line is you are to have spiritual oversight. And in that oversight, you are doing this according to the will of God, as Peter writes here, because he knows that you've been called. The elders are those who have been called, who have been placed in this position of spiritual uh, oversight and a spiritual leader in helping the people and, again, constantly pointing them to Christ. Now, you're not doing it for sword gain, it says here in verse 2, but with eagerness. You're not lording over them um, that are allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. So the bottom line is, you're the one who's going to be the example. You, They should see Christ in you. Uh, they should hear Christ. Uh, they should be pointed to Christ by you. And so when you have good, solid biblical leadership in a church, when you have good, solid biblical training and teaching within the body of Christ, it's always pointing the sheep to the true shepherd, to Jesus himself. And uh, there's so much more I could say about that passage. But again, um, if if you're not understanding what's happening there, Peter is just making it clear. The elders have a great responsibility, but also a great privilege. But they someday, too, will give an account because the sheep don't belong to them. Uh, they're not the true shepherd. They're the under-shepherds. And they are pointing people. They are leading people to the true shepherd, which is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. But give me, let me give you another passage, too. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. I want you to listen very carefully because I, I think, once again, it paints the picture of what we're talking about here today uh, on this podcast, and it helps us to better um, understand. But in Acts chapter 20, we know that um, the church, the body of Christ, had already experienced many different things along the way. But in Acts chapter 20, if you look with me at verse 28 through uh, 32, let's read here what um, is taking place. And I, I think it's just amazing here because there's a warning that's given at this point in time. And this warning is given by Paul. And listen very carefully. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now, once again, there's so much right there in that verse, but you get the point. The warning is going to those who are shepherding. Uh, the, it is made clear to them that the Holy Spirit has made them overseers um, or bishops of that particular flock of people. They are to be the spiritual leaders. And they are to shepherd the church of God. Once again, it belongs to God. Um, and he purchased, and it's talking about here, Jesus. He purchased with his own blood. That's why Jesus said, uh, I will build my church in Matthew 16. The church belongs to Christ. He's the head of the church. But look what it says here. Paul says, I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves men will arise. Now here, once again, 
I know this has been a challenge for many people listening to this podcast and this series. And the reason why it's been a challenge is because the warning is continuing to come forward that the savage wolves, the false teachers, those that we need to be concerned about will actually arise among the visible church. They will claim to be Christians. Uh, there will be something about these individuals that people will listen to them. They, they will bring about teachings. They will be a part of the local assembly. But the problem is they are not who they claim to be. Listen to what he goes on to say. He says, I know that from my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, uh, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves, men will arise speaking perverse things. Now, here's the key. To draw away the disciples after them. See, that's really a sign of a true false teacher, false apostle, false prophet, false Christian, false leader. They will draw people to themselves. And that is is really one of the red flags that all of us should be aware of. Um, In our day and age today, especially in an age of mass marketing, I get greatly concerned, even with social media, with the, you know, the kind of now the everybody is videotaping themselves. And people, I, I read some of the comments sometimes that people read or write on, on like Facebook and, and uh, they put on YouTube or TikTok, whatever the case may be. And they're always puffing up the person who's teaching or bringing about or has a particular ministry. Uh, um, and I'll be honest with you, it's so often very little, if anything, about the true shepherd himself. And I find it very disheartening, but I also see the red flag that something is taking place and many people are being led astray. They are buying into it. They are accepting it. They are uh, purchasing the material. They are supporting the individual. Uh, Many times uh, what they're bringing is a mile wide, but it's not even a half inch deep. There's no depth to it. A lot of it's not even biblical. It's emotional. It's it's just talking, and, and, and most of the time it's directed at the individuals who may be listening, watching, reading, and the person who's doing this teaching, doing this presentation, they become like the rescuer themselves they become the one riding on the great white horse they are the ones who are are truly delivering the people uh they are the valiant ones and all you have to do is is listen to what's being said and quite often you know certain verses are used over and over again certain phrases and statements are used but again the attention and the focus is upon the individual or individuals who are the ones doing the presentation. They are trying to draw away p- 
people after them. And as it says here, they will speak perverse things too. I believe here that they are going to they're going to go after the flesh of men. That they know what kind of makes them tick. They know what excites them. They they know that the flesh is powerful. We know that the spirit and the flesh, according to the word of God, have nothing in common. And the reason why is so that you don't do what you want to do, we are told in the word of God. Why? Because the flesh is powerful. Because that which is of the flesh is not of God. Uh, there's nothing in the flesh that, that brings glory and honor to God. That's why we must live by the spirit and by the power of the spirit. Um, because the flesh profits nothing for us it's all about me myself i and these false teachers false prophets false apostles these individuals that are out there today they are going to go after they they're going to make the individual watching listening reading the focus and that's what's happening a lot today and i i think sometimes we don't give it enough attention because it's it is so it's one of the great deceptions that what they're teaching about is all about me, how it could benefit me and help me. It's not pointing us to Christ. It's not taking us to the cross. And here's what Paul says in verse 31. Therefore, be on alert. Remembering that night and day for a period of three years, I did not cease to admonish each one with tears. Now, can you imagine his preaching and his teaching of them? He was in tears. Because Paul, as an apostle, he also knew what was coming. He understood the depth. He understood how horrific it was going to be. And again, so he uses you know, the verbiage here as the Spirit of God carries him. Savage wolves will come in among you, and they're not going to spare the flock. And this is something that we have to understand, this great spiritual warfare. The reality is, is that the... You know, those who are not of God want to truly destroy. They want to divide. They want really to take and twist and just do all that they can to bring damage and devastation to the church, the body of Christ. Well, we do know from Scripture that though many may be deceived, the elect of God will not be. They won't be deceived because I really believe that those who are truly in love with Christ, those who are men and women of the word, they will truly have within them the spirit of God who will give them um, understanding. But also as they study, as they learn, as they read what God has said, when they follow Christ and keep their eyes upon him, they are not going to allow uh, themselves to be led into that. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe that there are potential for people to be getting off the beaten path for a time period. But I really do believe that those who belong to Christ through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, through good, solid biblical teaching that is out there, um, and through God, you know, these are his sheep. They will be brought in line and kept in the fold. He's the one who's holding on to us. We're not holding on to him. And again, God does a work that only God can do in our lives because we belong to him. 
We're not of our own. We've been bought with a price, and that price is the shed blood of Jesus. Here's another passage of Scripture. Uh, Turn with me, if you would, for a moment to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians, and look with me at chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. And if you would, for a moment, uh, go uh, to verse 35. And this is what Paul writes to the church at Corinth. He says, This I say for your own benefit, not to put a restraint upon you, but to promote what is appropriate and to secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. Now, in the context here, Paul is talking about those who are married and those who are unmarried. And so I want to keep it in its proper context. But Paul basically sums it up starting with verse 32. But I want you to be free from concern. One who is unmarried is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But the one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. His interests are divided. The woman who is unmarried and the virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. So we get to verse 35 again. So I say for both, or I say for your own benefit, not to put a restraint upon you, but to promote what is appropriate and to secure undistracted devotion to the Lord. Now, again, we have to look at it in this proper context. Marriage is a great thing. It's a godly thing. Um, It's not good for man to be alone, but there are women out there, and there are men who have been created by God, and they will not, in such a way that they don't have a longing, uh, a desire to be married, uh, to go into holy matrimony, they will live their life and serve Jesus Christ. And what Paul is saying here is this just showing the reality that between those who are married and those who are not, uh, what the distractions may be, you know, and the concerns and the things that we need to be aware of. But he's not telling people, hey, listen, don't get married. Uh, but he's also saying that the truth of the matter is for those who are not married, they have an opportunity to be concerned about the things of the Lord, that they may serve the Lord uh, instead of having another person that they always have to be concerned about. And and again, I'm just throwing these thoughts out here about this passage because I'd have to take the time and break it down and and show you and really bring all of it uh, to you in a teaching. But I want you to understand that Paul's point is we really need to be devoted to Christ. Matter of fact, um, if you read on further, you'll begin to realize the reality in this chapter, in this passage, um, that even those who are married are to be like they're not married. Now, he doesn't mean that you don't you, you, you shirk your responsibilities, you, you don't uh, love your wife or your husband, and you're more focused. What he's saying is we, we must always keep a priority, and that is Christ. He must be first and foremost. We know that the Scriptures tell us that our God is a jealous God. 
And so his desire, his longing for us is to love him with everything that we have all the time. Uh, And again, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't love our husbands, love our wives, or that we can't love others, but they should never be a priority before Christ. Uh, Jesus said, if you love any of these more than you love me, you're not worthy. Uh, And we know that in the scripture, it uses the word hate, which means to love less. But we have to understand, once again, what we're talking about here is this pure devotion, this love for Christ, putting him first. And back to our text that we've been talking about here today on Study the Word in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul, again, he says, I betrothed you to one husband so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. Then he goes on in verse 3, but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Um, Simplicity, it means singleness or sincerity. Singleness, Christ needs to be first in our lives. And again, when it comes to the false teachers in the last days and the false apostles and what's taking place in the visible church, as we've already studied and looked at this, you're going to have many who are going to try to draw people away from Christ and draw them unto themselves. Or we could even say, bring about perverse teachings that make you more important than Christ. It's about what you want. Matter of fact, today, I don't know whether or not you've recognized this or not, but there's a lot of teaching out there today about your goals, your dreams, fulfilling your desires. And the truth of the matter is that that is not biblical teaching. Um, We are taught in the Word of God that if we are truly a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. And to understand that passage and to, to understand what God has said, you will really come to know what true biblical discipleship is all about. It's not about you. It's not about your goals, your dreams, your desires. Your goals, your dreams, your desires should be that of the will of God, what God wants, what God desires of you. And uh, there's so much I could talk about this whole subject that uh, we could literally spend many of podcasts because I hear this, I, I watch this, I see this, where so much of the teaching that is going on today uh, within visible Christianity is focusing on that person. God wants you to fulfill. God wants you to climb the mountains. He wants you to go where you have dreamed of always going. And I'll be honest with you, none of that lines up with Scripture. It almost comes to the point of, you know, you could have your best life now. You know, you, 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 you have a right to, to experience all that you want to experience right now while you're living, before it's too late, before you get too old, and, and the list goes on here. But that simplicity is the singleness and sincerity. Then he talks about the purity. He uses these two words from the simplicity and the purity. And the word purity here means the chastity or the pureness. It's really opposite of that which is not pure, that which is not chaste, which really brings us to spiritual adultery or even idolatry. 
And that's the issue. Because the simplicity and the purity of devotion is to who? It's to Christ. It's not to your wife. It's not to your husband. It's not to yourself. Let me throw another one that may challenge some of you who listen to this podcast. It's not to your children either. I have noticed this more and more as the older I get. Um, Most of my children are out of the home They are on their own. They're married. I have many wonderful, beautiful grandchildren. Uh, I still have one child, our youngest is at home. But I notice in our world today such a devotion, such a singleness, such a desire, a pureness, that it's all about the kids. It's all about the children. I mean... Men and women, husband, wives, mothers and fathers, everything is about the kids. It's not about Christ. And I have been greatly concerned about this for many, many years. And I just don't quite understand it. But it does remind me, I mean, the passage after passage in the Word of God, that this is very problematic. Um, And again, there's so much that could be said about this topic. And I know that when you dive deep into it and you begin to share scripture after scripture, um, there is an unsettledness that takes place with many of people. Many people don't want to hear this. They don't want to go there. They think it's a typical preacher, typical, you know, a person who's trying to pour water on their fire, um, who doesn't want them to enjoy life or to enjoy their family and all the things that are before them. And, And that is not the case at all. But again, if you read what Paul is saying here, he's afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. See, that is where our devotion must be to Christ. As the head of a household, for those of you who are fathers and husbands out there listening, our example should be to our family of the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For you women out there who listen to this podcast, as a wife, as a mother, Your life should be an example of simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For your children and to others in our world around you. It's not about you. It's not about all the kids. It's not about your love of your life, your husband, your wife. It is about Christ. He should be the first and the foremost in every aspect of our life. And then Paul gets really deep into this, and and, and I'll share this before we wrap up the podcast for today. But Paul says, for one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, and you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted. You bear this beautifully. In in other words, they accept this. Paul's fear is that they would embrace another Jesus, a, a Jesus that can't redeem. A a Jesus that can't save someone. 
I mean, this this is not just um, uh, spiritual adultery; it's idolatry, or a different spirit, a, a, a spirit that has no power, cannot change anyone in their life. Uh, there's no fruit because it's not the true Holy Spirit, um, or a different gospel. It's not the power of God to save. It's 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 a gospel that uh, each person. Um, they can do things their own way. Uh, it's a gospel that's at best watered down, but it's not the true biblical gospel that we would find like in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, 1 through 5. Uh, Paul's afraid that they will embrace these damning lies, that they will grasp, they, they will receive, and he says you bear with this beautifully instead of standing opposed to it. Instead of standing up against it, instead of refuting it, instead of rebuking those that are teaching these things and correcting them with the Word of God, they beautifully accept it, which shows to me that spiritually there's a lack of maturity. And so when someone comes preaching another Jesus or brings a different spirit or another gospel, the reason why it's so accepted is because they don't know. They don't, their foundation is not strong. It's not Christ who truly as the cornerstone, as the foundation, it's not being built properly. And they're weak at best. And many times we see Paul, when he writes, he talks about the fact that, that those that he writes to, they should be teachers by now. They should be strong in the word, mature, and they're not. They're like little babies, and he has to once again take the bottle the milk of the word and feed them all over again. And so when I look at this, I begin to realize that Paul is, he, he's warning the people. And then he goes on and he continues to talk about his apostolic authority. He talks about the super apostles, these most eminent apostles that are amongst the people claiming different things. And then Paul shares the reality that these are nothing more than false apostles. Um, they're deceitful workers. They disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. And even down in verse 14, he says, No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as a what? An angel of light. Therefore, it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. And Paul makes it clear that even in the day in which he lived, that those who were a part of the visible church were bringing deception and lies amongst God's people. And I I have to tell you that this series, I've thought about this time and time again over the last few weeks. There is so much more that could be and maybe even should be said when it comes to this series Um, And I'm challenged. I won't lie to you. But um, for now, we are going to leave it here at part four. And hopefully at this point in time, we have covered enough, uh, enough enough aspects about this, um, the the visible church in the last days to, to have you take heed and realize that these are dangerous times in which we live. That will also help you to realize that you need to be a man, a woman, um, whether young or old, of the Word. You need to have a love and and a simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. You need to be watchful. 
because not everything that comes our way um, is truly of the Lord. Because just as the false apostles in Paul's day, there are false teachers and prophets and those who even claim in these last days to be Christ himself. And the Bible says as we draw closer and closer to the return of Christ, they will even bring about signs and wonders that will lead many astray. But I am convinced by the word of God that those who belong to Christ, those who are in Christ, those who are God's elect, we know who the true shepherd is. Our eyes need to be focused upon him. We need to be ready for battle. We need to be able to help others who may be weak in the faith. We need to be careful because not everything that comes our way is truly of God. And more often than none, I believe that what is out there today, though it may feel good for many, may look good, may even seem to be doing some great things for the kingdom of God. But if we just take a moment to listen, to watch, and not even open up our mouth, and just as men and women of the word, I think we will know what the truth is. We'll begin to realize that what's being taught, what is being preached, what is being shared, what is being written down in books, much of it is not according to God's holy word. Yet, and don't get me wrong, there will be scripture that is used, but too often than none, it's used and abused. It's twisted. It's added to. It's taken away. Uh, the true context, the meaning of a passage, verses that seem to excite people and uh, to bring great comfort will be used time and time again, but yet it will be used out of proper context. And things will be said and done, and again, even perverse things, trying to draw away disciples, true disciples, to themselves, not pointing them to Christ and the cross. And I'm greatly concerned in these days and age in which we live, and I think you need to be also. And hopefully, this podcast will continue to help you. Uh, We have many things to talk about. We are going to begin a new series here in the next podcast coming up. And I'm hoping that that will help you because what we're going to do is we're going to go verse by verse in a particular book of the Bible. And we're going to talk about some things that I really believe down deep inside need to be shared in the day and age in which we live because I am greatly concerned about many different things. But as I I just open God's Word and I bring the teachings to you, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can email me, martyminto at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Marty is with a Y. Minto is M-I-N-T-O. But write to me, martyminto at gmail.com, or you can write to me at studytheword at gmail.com. There's many different ways, and there are some of you out there who know how to get a hold of me on Facebook and other places, and please do. If you have questions or thoughts or comments, I'd love to hear from you. But I could tell you right now, as always, it is just a blessing, and I mean truly a blessing uh, to be a part of your life. And thank you so much for listening to Study the Word podcast. 
Thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast with Bible teacher Dr. Marty Minto. If you have questions in regards to today's study or any questions about the Bible and or spiritual issues, then email us at studythewordpodcast at gmail.com. We hope through today's teaching you have learned biblical truth so that you can teach others and defend the Christian faith. Tell others about Study the Word Podcast available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Once again, thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast with Dr. Marty Mento.